This is the Podswoggle Network, a podcast network with entertainment. Welcome to the Blank Slate, and thanks for pushing play. It's been a minute, but we are back after a brief hiatus, a little summer vacay. I am one of your hosts, Chris Smullett, and on Skype in Chicago is your other host, Rich Camelucci. I'm your other host, Rich Camelucci in Chicago. I thought you were going to do like the backwards version of what I just did. It's basically, that was pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so we haven't had a show since the 4th of July, um, and we've been very busy, but it's time for one of our Jambalaya podcasts where we kind of catch up on uh, the world of entertainment and life and uh, see how each other are doing. So how are you doing, Rich? I'm doing great. Moved into a, a, a great new apartment, big ass apartment. I wish you guys came up here for when I moved into this damn apartment. Yeah, but, so do I. <laughs> plenty of room. You got to come up. Real soon. I I want to. I definitely want to. Uh, yeah, for me, uh, I've been stressed as fuck uh, for for a specific reason. Which, uh, if you listen to Married with Movies, you know that we haven't really been talking about what's been going on. But um, that will be revealed on next week. Assuming that you're airing this this week, on next week's episode, we'll finally reveal uh, what the fuck's been going on. Again, it is not a what child. What does it matter? You're buying a house. Who gives a fuck? I, well, it's the thing of the podcast, and you know. <laughs> uh, we'll think, well, way to blow it up and spoil it. Yeah, whatever. You're buying a house, dumbass. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's a stupid-ass move. Rent for life. It's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm tired of moving every year. Uh, and also, I want to, like, own something. Um, it's overrated. It's not. It's uh, the process of doing it is appropriately rated. That every single person has told me that it fucking sucks seventeen hundred elephant dicks, um, and they're right. Except it's more like three hundred million elephant dicks. Uh, but it's almost over, and uh, yeah, we're gonna be in a big ass bomb ass house, and uh, yeah, life is life. But that's enough about us. You don't want to hear us talk about our lives. You don't want to hear about Rich's pad thai and the fact that I just had biscuits and gravy chips, which if you're if you're curious, they're very good. After five tacos. I man, let's get specific. A soft taco, a Doritos Locos cool ranch taco, and three motherfucking bacon club chalupas. <laughs> Subject number one we need to discuss. Yes. I I'm very proud of myself that I was the one that broke this news to you. Well, living in like a real city now, fast food is is kind of out of the way. There's not that much of it unless you're like downtown and it's McDonald's. And you also don't have television to watch like commercials. Because I'm a cord cutter, motherfucker. (laughs) Fuck commercials. I'm glad I didn't know about this. For that reason, I mean, it's it's one of the byproducts. It's like, yeah, you don't you don't realize that the bacon club chalupa is back, but. You know, that's why you have consumerist friends like you to, to, to tell you that kind of thing. But I'm here for it, man. Uh, I, 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 I pay significantly more than all my other friends to make sure they know to go buy a $3 Chalupa. <laughs> oh, thank you for reminding the rest of us that we're, that we're doing life right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are. Um, yeah. It, a little history on the Bacon Club Chalupa. Absolutely. Let's do the oral history of the Bacon Club Chalupa right now. 
I was but a high schooler trying to find my way in the world, trying to decide what it was. What, what are the things that I like that speak to me? And one of those things I was trying to figure out is what's, what's my favorite fast food restaurant? It's very important to me at the time. And shortly after I go on this quest, Taco Bell releases the Bacon Club Chalupa. A chalupa with chicken, bacon, bits, not strips, and a Chipotle ranch. And I was in love. I made it my duty to get one every time I could. Had my own vehicle in high school. It was great. I was my own man. I was really finding out who I was in this world. And it was a limited time only. And they discontinued it. Only to... Do you know what the item was, Mullet, that they rolled out immediately after they rolled back the Bacon Club Chalupa? I don't, but I'm sure you're going to tell me. The Crunchwrap. Wow. So, hey, at the very least, it could have been like... It's like if McDonald's had rolled out the, uh, like if McDonald's had just released like the uh, the quarter pounder with cheese, and they're like, ah, never mind, fuck that. Here's here's the Arch Deluxe. Yeah, yeah. Like the, at least the Crunchwrap was a home run, right? And so much so that they kept it around. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wasn't sure that they were going to do that at the time. I thought like, all right, this is just their next thing, so I'll eat a bunch of these as well. <laughs> <laughs> and every month of your life. Basically, what Taco Bell does, uh, here's something to make yourself a little bit more fat this month. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they obviously, they kept the, uh, the crunch wrap around. And now, now you have the AM crunch wrap, which uh, did something I didn't think was possible. It succeeded the McMuffin to me yeah. as the best fast food breakfast sandwich. It's great. You're a, you're a breakfast effector, man. I damn right I am. So they brought back the Bacon Club Chalupa and again for another limited release when we were in college i want to say 2008 i want to say 2008 it was when uh the latest thing that was open on campus Mm -hmm. at the at the rights union at the university of florida was the taco bell downstairs at the rights right where like the bowling alley and the game room was it would open to like like one o'clock basically yeah it was open like one o'clock so that was like your late night if you need to fucking get something during rehearsal or if you lived on campus and you're fucking starving, that's where you went. We went and you fucking geeked the fuck out that the Bacon Club Chalupa was back. I and flipped I, my lid. And I was like, what, what's the bacon? I'd never had a Chalupa at all before. I was always very strictly a quesadilla, soft taco, sometimes grilled stuffed burrito type of guy, Taco Bell. And you're like, you have to try this. And you know, I was a little hesitant because I'm not a big like Chipotle like flavored fan of the ranch and I took one bite and that's how I knew that you and I were destined to do this forever. Yes, we were. And I I fell in love. And of course, then the, the hardship came of knowing that it was, as you have put it. So unfortunately, eloquently a limited time only item. Yeah. And I want to say in our college experience only came back like one other time. I know. I feel like that was the only one. I, I know I had it at least one other time in terms of an uh, uh, in terms of it being available in between that at least if I, just once not I, anymore I can't confirm nor deny that I will however I'm gonna look sh- this up online sh- and see if like I I when you told me it was back I tried to look it up to see when the last time it was available 
and it was harder to find than he thought than you think. <laughs> but you found it, right? I don't think I did actually. I just googled Bacon Club Chalupa history. Google said, "Do you mean diabetes results?" <laughs> no, really. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I would not be surprised. But there's a Bring Back the Bacon Club Chalupa Facebook group. Yes, yes. that's basically, basically that was the top hit. Yeah. I do remember this one time where we were like at an out of town Taco Bell and popped in. And it was like just after the run ended. And I think I, I made some remark to the cashier like, man, I really wish you guys still had the Bacon Club Chalupa. And she said, oh, well, we still have all the stuff. Uh, we're just like, this is the last of it. So like once it's gone, once we're out of this stuff, it's gone. But we can still make it for you. And that was maybe the greatest day of my life to that point. <laughs> How many did you get? I want to say that I cleared them out, but that's not the case. <laughs> you just took like the bag of sauce and brought it home. <laughs> I could have just said, okay, cool. Then I'll take the rest. That reminds me of uh, we were in Gainesville and Sam was working at the bank with this guy that also was like a manager of an outback like at night. And uh, she was talking and like she really likes like the onion soup or something at Outback. And he goes, oh, we just like have like bags of it. You want like a bag of soup? And she's like, sure. So we fucking had like a frozen bag of fucking Outback soup in our freezer. That would make it like immediately so much less appealing than it was the minute beforehand. That's what I said. Like, and I'm like the grossest fucking person in the world. Like, well, definitely eat. the grossest person we all know. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the reaffirmation. Hey, man, I'm just trying to support you. I know. That's good improv right there. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so I, I definitely – I can see you doing that, but I know you didn't. Um, so just like a month ago, mm -hmm. I'm watching TV, and I like almost had the corner of my eye. I like, wasn't even really paying attention. I see it. And I immediately I, – like, I scrambled for the computer. Like Sam probably thought like somebody died. But no, it's like I have to find to make sure it's like the bacon club chalupa. That's what I saw. And it was. I was nervous because they said it was like a new sauce. It was like an avocado ranch. It still tasted the same and great to me is all I know. The the difference is negligible. Yeah, it, it's it's virtually non-existent. When you told me that, you texted me that. And I might still have the text, but go on. The reaction that I had in person really caught my girlfriend off guard. You told me that. And in my mind, I was like, okay, well, this is the make or break point that needed to happen. Probably a little earlier than what it needed to. But yeah. if she didn't love you for your bacon club chalupa, chalupa lover that you are, then you're you're golden. Did you just say a bacon club chalupa? <laughs> Does that count? <laughs> no, it's an accent. It's a New York accent. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've been working on it. It's a Northeastern thing. <laughs> But I feel like a chalooper is like like a member of a chalupa club. Like I'm a chalooper. <laughs> then we are both fervent chaloopers. We very much are. Uh, so it startled her just my reaction in general. And then an explanation didn't seem to help things. Cause it's hard to explain a love so deeply. <laughs> for a fast food product. It very much is. I try I gave her the history and everything and then uh like that weekend she had to like uh go out of town uh like back to her uh, for like a wedding or something like that. And she 
passed a Taco Bell with the bacon clip chalupa like on the marquee, and she sent me a picture going just like, yep, I can't not think of you when I see this now. <laughs> so uh, she she hasn't had one. I had to uh, uh, go to a Taco Bell, uh, the one by Wrigley Field up here in Wrigleyville, um, mm-hmm. uh, to, to go get them. Um, I waited in line for maybe a good 30 minutes <laughs> behind a uh, just a never-ending train of drunk idiots. Yep. Just all those post-frat assholes. Um, that none of them ordered a bacon club chalupa because they're all obviously dumb as hell. It's like, oh yeah, you're just further cementing your lack of giving anything to the human race by not ordering the most obvious thing to order right now. You fucking idiots. You, <laughs> you plebeians. So I ordered three bacon club chalupas and a potato soft taco and a quesadilla. Hell and yeah. The next day I proceeded to shit my toilet off. <laughs> and this is in the original apartment that's what happened to your kitchen somehow <laughs> yeah uh, I, um i haven't i haven't gone back since but that's mostly because it's like really out of the way your your quote i what i said was if i'm breaking this news to you it feels good the bacon and then in all caps the bacon ch- club chalupa is back motherfucker and you said i just made the weirdest noise i could never even begin to explain the best best year ever and i i said fair warning they changed the sauce to an avocado ranch according to the article i read i read an article about the bacon club chalupa certainly and and once she really knows you she'll remember this day and totally understand and you went change the sauce huh hmm i'm nervous when does it drop like it's the fucking blueprint for <laughs> Like it's Compton from Dr. Dre. Yeah, already out. And I am too. Going to see if they can just drop regular ranch in it. <laughs> and I forgot that there's like no other ranch at fucking Taco Bell. <laughs> uh, and then I almost called an audible for dinner that night and got it. But and then, of course, the next day I sent you a photo of it. Uh, and I said, oh, we are good with yeah, seven O's. Nope, like nine O's. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the next day, yeah, uh, my girlfriend and I went to a baseball game at Wrigley, and I was, like, trying to figure out how I can sneak off to go get one. (laughs) You know, like, in every other, like, sitcom or movie or anything, it's like sneaking off to go see another girl, sneaking off to go do, like, the fun thing with the guys. For us, it's, I gotta sneak off and eat this chalupa without her knowing. That's, that's, That's real life right there, man. Damn right. All right. Well, we did exactly what I wanted us to do. We spent 15 minutes on the Chalupa. <laughs> it's good to know. However many years may pass, some things will always stay the same. Hey, man, because you never know. We might have to wait another five years to spend 15 minutes on the Chalupa. Well, if it's when I think it was, it's been longer than five fucking years, buddy. I know. So, hey, let's just hope that we have such a big like podcasting conglomerate in the next five to ten years that it comes back that we just can dedicate an entire podcast every week to talking about how we want the Chalupa to come back. Fine, I'm for that. Why not do it now? Why not do it? Why not take preventative measures? Tope, get to work on the Chalupers podcast. <laughs> um, The Bacon Pod Chalupa. The ba- <laughs> that is somehow maybe our best name. Uh. So what do you want to talk about, man? I I know what we're going to eventually. No, let's rip the fucking Band-Aid off and talk about True Detective. Well, maybe ripping a Band-Aid off wouldn't hurt so much. The Band-Aid was already on another Band-Aid. I'm guessing that was a line I missed. (laughs) Okay, here we go. 
You're you're again the dum dum here that watched the whole thing, the whole because, series. Because all right, here's the difference between you and me. You stick with things. You give things an honest to goodness chance. You and you're, you self admitted this. Are, on you, uh, up. You, are you coaching a step team back there? The fuck are you doing? I'm hitting my hand. <laughs> uh, and I don't watch nearly as much as, as you normally do. So when I watch something, normally I've taken due diligence to make sure this is going to be I'm going to be sticking with. Some things kind of fall like I fell off on Gotham, and that's just you know I, it just didn't hook me. And there's a couple other things over the past few years. But normally, if I stick with it, I stick with it. And I don't know what ever hate watched anything before because I've always found that to be fucking dumb and stupid. I rape watched this. <laughs> whoa, hey, whoa! It just you couldn't avert your eyes from it. I did. <laughs> I couldn't because I was, I think we talked about it way back when I was very, I was hesitant. Like, like not even the world, the fucking galaxy was hesitant about, about true detective. And, you know, everybody that I knew of, I, I kind of liked. So I went in, you know, hoping for the best. First episode, it's like, okay, well, that was uh, that was something. Don't know what it was. I guess I got to watch next week. Next week hit. Uh, that, was, that was something again. Eh, third time to charm. Week three. Well, I'm almost halfway there. <laughs> it's like every week there was an excuse in my mind that was like, just stick with it. Eventually, it, it has to happen. And by it, I mean a fucking thought that was realistic, a quote that would actually come out of a person's mouth, a a development, period. <laughs> it just became it beca- it became like if David Lynch shat out a marmoset marmoset that quoted every bad independent movie ever draped with like fucking butt paint and then Vince Vaughn was there that does kind of sum up like his role and then he was there did he ever figure out who killed Stan who the Stan! Oh, that was the same Stan, by the way. Is that a reference? No. <laughs> yeah, now it is. <laughs> like, got it finally. <laughs> no, no, it's like that was, it's like a fucking thing. Like, who the hell? Like, this is like Jesus. Who's Stan? I don't care. That's that was one of the first big clues of just like, okay, you have to bail. The last three episodes, this became like a test. Like, I feel like I had to do homework to start watching it to, like, match. Like, you know, like like in tests, you had, like, fill in the blank and multiple choice. Remember matching, where it's like you draw a little line to one thing? I feel like I had to, like, remember a name and figure out what they did. 
Because there's so many fucking people that were such like bit players that all of a sudden like, oh, you need to own this person, this person, that person. This person's going to be important too. And that was my fucking – we talked about in season one my fucking complaint that the, 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 the answer was such a throwaway person in like episode three. And then guess what they did as soon as that happened in the fucking season finale? They gave that person like first like fucking ten minutes of the episode to give them some development to fucking realize this person's batshit crazy and, and fucking nuts. And this episode's like, oh, yeah, these two twins in this photo. Here, they're going to talk for a minute. Like the fucking the the story like it didn't matter what the answers were because there were no answers because the answers that were there were fucking retarded and I know this isn't funny it's not gonna be <laughs> it's not nearly as funny as the show was uh, the show was hilarious so here's here's my Here's why I stopped. Cause like, I'll I'll watch a show, like even if I'm not liking it actively, I'll still watch a show like through to its complete. Like my biggest example is Veep. I don't like Veep. I watched the first three seasons of Veep, which is as much as it was available at that time. And it's like, I, why? I didn't have to. I didn't have to. But it, because it wasn't like so bad, it was offending me. True Detective up and through up through season or the the the, the fourth episode, like that's that was my bre- I hit a fucking breaking point in which this was the dumbest, biggest waste of time. Like it's a, it's, a, it's a full hour every week, and I just don't I could I could do other things with this hour. Uh, I could think of a bunch of different things I could watch with this hour. I started watching uh, last uh, the, uh, the last week tonight the yeah, John Oliver show. Yeah, uh, with you know, and that's half the time. And I'm thoroughly entertained and I'm laughing and I'm learning and it's great. It's, I feel like a better human being for watching that show. Whereas your, your poor self, your, your TV hole is, is gaping right now. I, I am like one of those, like I, I'm a, it's going to be gross. I'm one of those gaping buttholes and pornos. Yeah. You're, you're a goat seed. You got goat seed, man. I, you could shove fucking, I, you could fucking, Balls beat me in the ass because of two detectives. So and I would fucking deserve it. I well, you, you do because yeah, because you did. And I so first, I'm just gonna break down my my way of watching episode by episode. Episode one, uh, weird. Nothing's really happening. Uh, don't really know exactly what's going on. Sure, fine, whatever. It's kind of it's kind of true detectivey. So whatever. Then at the end, all the characters come together. Okay, cool. This is where we're heading this this season. Right. Second episode, shit's all over the place again. Uh, and uh, you don't really understand what the fuck is going on. And what was the end of the second episode? Do you remember? That was the best part was Colin Farrell getting fucking shot. That's when he got shot. And it's like, okay, that's ballsy. Like, yes. the yeah, fucking, exactly. they're going to kill off Colin Farrell with this weird dude in a bird mask. Like, I have to watch next week because uh, I can't believe he's gone already. I couldn't remember if that was the second episode that that was the ending. And yeah, yeah so that was great. That was, again, Shitty episode, great last three and a half minutes, uh, which is essentially all this show became was like, all right, how's it going to end and how's it going to get you back next week? And so that got me back the next week. Another shitty fucking episode, episode three, more gobbledygook. And then at the end, Colin Farrell and and, uh, 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 fucking 
Rachel, Rachel McAdams. McAdams, uh, let's go girls, are ah! <laughs> at the house and then, oh, that's the car. It's on fire. Let's go. And then, like, they chase the guy. All right, cool. That's interesting. It was a cool chase, a cool sequence. Fine. I'm back Fine. again next week. And besides, next week is episode four. Episode four, I'm if you remember, of, of season one of True Detective, one of my favorite episodes of that season, was was seminal. And it was one of – it was it involved maybe, like, one of the best-looking sequences in, like, TV history at the end. Yep. I'm like, cool. Here we go. We're really gonna fucking kick it into gear this this time. And <laughs> stupid. It's all the, so stupid. The and exact opposite happened. The exact opposite. And then the, the again, the the end sequence was a big action set piece that literally they go for one thing, another thing attacks them. About the body count had to be at least seventy five people that died in this giant massacre and the it was, only three people standing are your main characters it was the antithesis of the season four episode of the se- the episode four of season one and that Completely ending antithesis. It, it just straight up pissed me off like my heart rate was faster not in a good way after watching that. i was fucking pissed off and i just felt insulted by it not to mention just all the shitty dialogue and horrible writing that that this was it, it's so it was also very frustrating to watch, like having still remembering the first season and how well written it seemed to be. And then you you mean to tell me the same person wrote these? Yeah, the same exact guy. It's like it sounds like this was written by the five year old version of that guy, maybe. No, this sounds like it was written by, like, the 28-year-old version of this guy that thinks he's fucking so artsy. That's correct, yes. That's the right way. Like, God damn it! I went to Tisch School of the Arts, and I'm the fucking man. <laughs> yeah, you fucking are a sandwich artist. And this is your fucking 38th spec script that your brother's cousin's teacher's grandmother's fucking mistress gave to some guy at 20th Century Fox. And I was like, oh, well, who knows? It was just really, just really, really bad. And there wasn't a lot of redeeming qualities. Every now and then, uh, <clears throat> like, Colin Farrell would have an interesting scene. Um, you know, Rachel McAdams was a good character and a fine response to a criticism in the first season that there were no strong female characters. But when you write her just as that, it kind of, it's like, oh, cool, yeah, she's a strong female character. He's like, yeah, but he felt obligated to. Yeah. And and oh, because of that, it was it felt overcompensating just with how strong she had that, to be. That's what I was trying to time you out earlier. So when we let's go, girl, each other, I'm like, oh, that's a summation of this season. Let's go, girls. <laughs> let's go. Yeah. And you're gonna be only, you're gonna be spoiler alert. Did you watch it like I asked you to? I did. You did? Yeah. Okay, good. That that's the the last the last women standing. Girl power, man. Yeah. I'm surprised I didn't walk through the fucking streets of Venezuela with a zig-a-zig ah by the fucking Spice Girls. I, d- I did watch the 90-minute season finale. 90 minutes. My wife is away. Like, she's on vacation right now with her family. I could have been doing anything else. But no, I sat here for 90 minutes alone. I need it. Rich, this is a cry for help. <laughs> just, just, just come on up here, man. It'll be okay. I can take care of you. Um, I should be back tomorrow, but I still wasted those ninety minutes. <laughs> the the scene between uh, can you say it so I can flip my fucking table over? 
Can you just fucking, I'm going to move my microphone. I'm going to move my phone. I'm going to move my fucking hard drive. And I'm going to move this piece of paper. Say it. The scene between Vince Vaughn and Kelly Riley at the train station. I hope that came out okay. <laughs> what some of the fucking worst? It's like this is the worst writing. The set pieces, the movements. They're going to talk in front of this door for five minutes. Throw their rings out because that's dramatic. And then I'm going to stop. We're both going to stop talking all together until I bring you over to this bench. And then we can start talking again. <sighs> let me again for the second time. Let me revert back to our text messages back and forth. Because, <laughs> oh, you best believe that was what I was talking about. Oh, fucking Bush League. <laughs> you best believe that's what I was talking about. Yeah, Man, I'm 11 Bush. minutes into the True Detective finale. And I'm watching the worst scene in entertainment history. We are talking the room level, is what I said. Yeah, I, at some point in that scene, it was just like, it really confirmed itself as that was a legitimate claim. It was very room-esque. And and just the, like, the The dialogue dialogue. and the fucking setup and the fucking, because, all right, so we said Colin Farrell, like, he he got to choose some scenery up. He was good. Where's McAdams for everything? She was given fine. Fucking Kelly Riley and Vince Vaughn should be like, what is the worst thing that can happen to you? Like black, like what's I'm, one step of a blacklist? No, I'm the, I'm gonna fucking defend Vince Vaughn because at least it, it looked like he was fucking trying, man. It, like it looked like he realized he kind of fucked up by accepting this role, but he's like, well, whatever. I'm gonna make the most of my time while I'm here. Because he's also done, like, fucking, you think of everything he's done. It's like, oh, I'm going to do the True Detective. This is going to get me back. And then he gets handed that. Right. And he, it's the worst written, it's the worst written character in television history. Can we just say that? Like, like I'm pretty sure, like, the fucking, like, Cousin Oliver was better than fucking Frank Simeon. He, he just, he never should have taken that role. <laughs> uh, but, and- but Kelly Riley, on the other hand, you're, you're perfectly justified in whatever I'm just, you want to say. And again, I found out she was I thought she was British. She found out she was British. Another one of those fucking Brits. <laughs> Shit on British people. Uh uh and you said, "See, now you're just making me want to watch it. Is it something I can watch without catching up?" And I said, "A fucking cards. None of it makes sense anyway. You're better off." Uh uh and Go ahead. This is a ringing endorsement of Kelly Riley. She's my Drew Barrymore, yeah. which means that uh, you hate Drew Barrymore so passionately that uh, I'm pretty sure if you were in a room with her, you would spit in her face and then punch one of her children. You would. You would. Where's the Colin Farrell quote? Hold on. <laughs> I know exactly what you would do to Drew Barrymore. Let me find it. I already have it open. Uh, you would come back and butt fuck her father with her mother's headless corpse on the goddamn lawn. Was that a quote in the show? Yeah, it was the first episode. That's that the, the first, best part of the show that. is when Vince, Va- uh, when Colin Farrell goes and beats up uh, the kid who's bullying his son's dad. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. The, the, I'm just going to read it again because it's the best part of the show. If you ever bully or hurt anybody again, I'll come back and butt fuck your father with your mom's headless corpse on this goddamn lawn. <laughs> Game over right there. Yeah. I also go home. <laughs> I also really did like the uh the my other favorite quote is I like to get wet off a number of bad habits. Yeah. That's a great uh, quote. I, 
I'm going to read here in a second. Uh, Deadspin's like entertainment thing has True Detective season two lines ranked 19 through one. Uh, and I know you've missed a lot of these. Uh, so let me finish reading these texts and I'll go back there. Well, yeah. Uh, I also want to uh, uh, share a bit of a, I mean, just basically on that same vein, I was texting with friend of the show, Sarah Solano. Uh, she was asking me if it was really as bad as she stopped watching episode at episode four. And she wanted to know if it was really as bad as everyone was making it out to be. I'm like, I did the same thing, and I'm still going to watch it because I was basically, you know, giving the same reasoning that you gave me. And she's, she's like, out of context? I'm like, what context? Yeah, like, this is what I said afterwards. This is the most desperate text message ever. Fucking fuck, watch this. Watch it. Please. Somebody has to commiserate with me. I'm all alone. I'm dying here. Jesus, fuck. That sounds like I broke up with 16 high school girlfriends in that one text. <laughs> um, it, it, was, it was a rough eight episodes, man. Um, so what did you think of the last episode? Not having known anything that happened beyond that one scene. I didn't feel like I missed anything. Exactly. I still kind of pretty much understood who was after who. and as, I understood as much as you could. From that whole fucking bullshit. Um, here's another thing that was like really frustrating about the show for me. Uh, just to watch. And I guess in comparison to, to the first season. Which, again, when you think about Nick Pizzolatto writing the season. And, and trying to take the aspects of the first season that worked. It feels like he had a completely different list of what he felt like worked in the first season. Yeah, like 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 anything that Carrie Fuganaga brought that was like, like all right, we need to tweak this. Okay, I'm in sure, Let's do it. And as soon as he was out for season two, he's like, here's the rest of my ideas. Yeah, yeah, that's essentially what happens. Like HBO wasn't giving any notes, and he didn't have one director that could like you know insert his vision or, or, you know, his influence over it. Justin Lin fucking bailed. And he made one of the G.I. Joe movies. He's like, fuck this. <laughs> but so aside from, I mean, that as well, but this has got to be like on that list of, of things that were good about the first, like the first season that didn't come to the second season was that all the cops in True Detective season two, like all like, our heroes, the people that we're supposed to be following, they're not necessarily good at their job. No. They were Carl like Carol was a, a good policeman and a good detective. Like, but even still, like that's like he was like a six. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were they were fine, I guess. Whereas McConaughey and Harrelson, like, they were they were good, like too good to a fault. Yeah. You know? Which is what I want to see. I don't want to just see regular cops doing things. I could watch Law and Order for that. Exactly. And I do. And it you was do. much better than this. Yeah. The goofiest SVU episode. Like the episode where like fucking Carol Burnett and Matthew Lillard are fucking is not as fucking ridiculous as this. I still don't know who Taylor Kitsch is. He's nothing. I, you almost made me move my microphone again. Flip this fucking table over with his one fucking look. My my other fucking thing with this was the season one, it was about the fucking case. Yeah, that too. We we got their personal lives and those were those were to 
you know, give their their characters layers and to give them, yeah. you know, but it was about the case and you were intrigued as to what the answer was. Right. There's like three full episodes here where you just fucking forget who we're looking for or what we're trying to do. Because we just want, we just have to see fucking, uh, we just have to see fucking Rachel McAdams kind of go see fucking poor David Morris and his stupid hippie haircut. We have to go watch the Madame Tussauds version of fucking Rick Springfield. We have to fucking watch fucking Colin Farrell sit there with fucking Opie, fat Opie, and watch Friends. So in the finale, and that you see that like paternity test, does that mean that the kid was actually his or no? Yeah, it was actually him. It was actually his kid. The entire time. That's bullshit. Yeah. yeah. That's that, that's yeah. That proves that that is saying that's Nick Pizzolatto saying science isn't real. Yeah, yeah, that's that, the dumbest fucking. I saw that paternity. I'm like, wait, do I just not know what like positive or negative means? What is? Oh my god! Oh yeah. my god! Fuck everything. That fat little lesbian was Colin Farrell's kid. Well, now we know what that other kid's gonna fucking look like. Somehow that fucking kid. Oh no, this you had a baby. Colin Farrell is the most potent man in that universe. And he just did like cocaine like two weeks earlier, and like all kinds of other drugs, and like fucking. Uh, I feel like the fucking guy's face getting melted off in fucking Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, there actually, there is one scene that I do want to ask you about because it apparently got a little bit of press coverage before the season even started. Um, the orgy scene? The orgy scene, yeah. It wasn't even really an orgy scene. It was it was probably like the best scene, but they still had to pull like weird bullshit into it. So Rachel McAdams goes undercover to go to like one of these like parties that fucking... Shajani's mayor's son and Casper always went to trying to remember these fucking names. Well, Shajani's son, Tony, he was apparently like the big wig behind it all. Right. And he was in, he was in two scenes. Two scenes. He was in the one fucking scene. You met him the first time when he's doing that stupid fucking accent. And then his last scene was him getting put on as the mayor at the end of that episode. The only two times you fucking see him. Oh, he's the fucking Yellow King, man. Give me a... <laughs> the orgy scene. She goes undercover, and of course, like, they spray, like, they spray something in all the girls' mouths that they lined up, and it's fucking drugging them. So she gets there, and she's trying to, like, hold her wits about her, and everyone's, like, into her. And, like, you see a bunch of people who you're supposed to know or try to remember to know. So there's like some guy who I still don't remember who he is. Mm-hmm. He had elected as like some other public official. Mm-hmm. Then Burris, the fucking Vinci cop that was the one that ended up killing two of the three main characters on the show. Mm-hmm. This fucking wormy little dude. Um, Cause he's the same guy that shot Taylor Kitsch. Yeah. Um, he's there. And so she's trying to like, and she starts having visions of her getting raped as a child, essentially, which is like this hippie dude, like saying like, where are you little girl? And like taking her into this van. And then like, she starts to become like herself in the vision. And she's like trying to keep her heads about her. And like, you can kind of see some fucking going on. I was expecting the whole time. Like they get caught in a situation and like, Will uh, Will Ferrell. Yeah. Will Ferrell's just fucking there. 
Colin Farrell and like <laughs> Rachel McAdams and Taylor Kitsch are like having to like awkwardly screw each other. But I was expecting. No, it's just a bunch of like kind of random people in the background, sort of naked, sort of humping. And she finds a girl that for some reason she's been looking for the entire time. Uh, the girl from the first episode, that that random woman's like sister she couldn't find. Mm. She finds her and then she, like she gets her out and some security guys try to stop her. She stabs him and they, they escape. Yeah, because they like and, they like bust in like fucking actual porn stars or whatever for that, which is I didn't care about anything that you just said. I was just curious if what it looked like. I didn't recognize anybody if that's what you're asking. That's basically what I was asking. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, didn't recognize anybody. All right, I just have all right, so here are the uh, uh, from uh, the concourse.deadspin.com. The 19 season two lines of two detective ranked. There's two on here I actually like. Like I already read one. I'm gonna reread it when I get there. But here's the other one I like, just because it's actually funny. That's one off the bucket list. Mexican standoff with actual Mexicans. <laughs> that sounds like, that sounds like something fucking Merle Dixon would say. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, number eighteen. Do you miss it? What? Anything. Fuck you. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Number 17. Sometimes your worst self is your best self. Yeah, I fucking remember that one. Here, do you want to do this? How about we do this? How about we just have the rest of the podcast where you try to slip those lines in as regular dialogue and see if I notice? Uh, okay, I'm still going to do them in order, though. <laughs> sure, whatever. I, you can do it however you want. And uh, then at, the, at the end of the episode, you got to let me know if I didn't get any. If I didn't, because if I miss it, just move on. Some of these were featured on the uh, the Late Show with Seth Meyers uh, game show the other day. Fortune cookie quote or true detective quote? <laughs> it was an eight-minute fucking game show where, like, they had, like, two fortune cookie quotes. There was one point, like, okay, one of these is a true detective quote. One of these is a fortune cookie quote. I w- I've watched every episode, right? They were both true detective quotes, and I just didn't fucking know it. <laughs> that's great. Oh, that's great. Um, but, but I mean, basically, all right. I don't even know. I don't even know I'm what else. I'm sweating over here, man. So something happens to me on the way out. This shit hits the cloud. Okay. <laughs> True detective. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Close. Uh, that uh, that's okay. So, is there anything else about this season that you want to talk about? Oh man, like for my for the safety of my home. And sure. my health, like, I, I, I could, I could talk about this for fucking hours. I well, really could. And that's the other reason why I felt like I could abandon it is, is you, because you brought up earlier, like you kind of felt that you had, you like obligated almost to like finish it, but because it's like an anthology show, I didn't feel any, any obligation that I needed to to stick with this out of either loyalty or fear that I would like miss something to the previous season which is why i just yeah it, it was completely guilt-free that i bailed I, i'm and saying guess, this on the guess what man i am a much happier person for it i'm saying this on the record right now i will give the first episode of season three if they do it which of course he's gonna fucking do it because the ratings didn't slide that much no and there was still a conversation around it exactly whether negative or positive i can't say that uh <laughs> um but I will get, but it's got one episode. If it doesn't get me, then fuck you. Because we talked about this on, on our car ride, uh, either to or from Gainesville. I was like, this debuted at the same time as Ballers, which I really like Ballers. So do I. 
and but that's but my wife and I we watch that together, and because of fucking stupid Comcast, we can't get it on our, my PS4 to watch mm-hmm. on the big screen TV. So we have to watch on like the fucking iPad or the fucking computer. We're true detective. I just fucking watch Gloom and Doom by myself. We like it, and I've watched one episode of that, and I fucking watched this for fucking eight weeks in a row. Yeah, get get up, get on ballers, dude. I need to. I want to. Yeah. Um. The I'll say this. I mean, because a lot could happen. I've I've listened to a lot. I've read a lot, and who knows if there will be a season three. What season three will look like? If Nick Pizzolatto will even have anything to do with season three? Um. You know, I've heard someone throw out there that like HBO could just say, "Hey." Uh, go do this thing that we have for you and just like play fetch with him like a puppy and then get yeah. true detective to someone else who has something to say in that genre of true detective type pulp. Um, the other thing is like, I don't give a fuck about LA. I don't care. Yeah. It fucking, and I don't care about fucking, you know, all their personal lives. And then you had like Frank Simeon's entire thing had nothing to do with the murder. No. It ended up having, it just was like, it was just like the fucking un- most unluckiest fucking thing ever. Yeah. Well, until Stan got murdered. Fucking Stan! Well, the thing is, you ain't that thing no more. What you used to was. Because of the English, that one's easy to get. <laughs> that was the guy with fuck you on his teeth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, It's not going to be on here, but actually the quote of the season was in the worst scene in entertainment history when she... So the Vince Vaughn, you can't act for shit, and I lost my shit by myself. <laughs> I was like, that is, I will take the punishment, the most kayfabe shattering fucking quote of all time. We are, we are getting meta right here. That is that is meta. You could have just said meta, uh, but that's your fault. And now you can't say anything. Um, I'm tempted to just move on, except there was one other thing that I really... Oh, I didn't understand how the Mexicans got involved in anything. And frankly, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is there an elephant on the other one? <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe, Mullet, you could tell me. The Mexicans! <laughs> <laughs> it's, what season is it? <laughs> what season? Dose! Oh, Mexican season. <laughs> Thanks, Daffy. You're welcome. Fucking, they, so they were, they had, they wanted to like traffic stuff through the clubs that Vince Vaughn like had to like run again because of every fucking thing else that happened. And like, he didn't want to do it. So they, like, they basically were like, well, fucking whatever. And then he was trying to find that girl that had information. Oh my God. Trying to remember this is going to give you me a fucking what? You know what? It's okay, man. I don't really give a fuck. And here, here's the thing is like, there were moments like, all right. So the way that he dies is they fucking take him out to the desert and they are pissed because he blew the clubs up. They can't do their yeah, stuff. Yeah, I saw that. They, yeah. they take the money, whatever. And then they, he's like, well, I can't get a car back. And they're like, well, no. And the guy's like, well, give me your fucking suit. And it just would appear as though that he's too prideful to give his suit up and that's what leads to his fucking down, downfall and that's when he starts walking in the desert and fucking has illusions of people calling him Larry Bird when the only comparison between Vince Vaughn and Larry Bird is they're both white and over six feet tall but the reasoning why he wouldn't do this is because he had the diamonds in his coat from earlier I didn't realize that until I read oh. two different articles that had to remind me about that oh 
Remember he went to like the fucking rabbis? And yeah, got, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had him in his fucking jacket. That's why I didn't want to give the jacket up. But like Breaking Bad would have fucking knocked that out of the fucking park. Been like, fuck, he can't give the jacket up because he's got money in there. Fuck. Yeah. And this is like, you fucking dumb prick. Give him the jacket. So... Yeah, it really depends on what they do for season three. Um, if they have like a new regime in there, then I'd be more open to giving it a, more of a chance. And maybe it won't need a chance. Maybe it'll just be fine. Uh, there's still a lot to be said and seen. And I just hope like it doesn't. I hope it doesn't take to heart all this criticism because that's what this season did. Whatever criticism there was, especially with like all like the fucking non-strong female characters shit. And it just became, like, everybody I cared about died. In, like, horrible ways. <laughs> cared about people on this show? Well, I mean, like, like, I care about, like, a toenail. It's like, oh, I haven't clipped that in a while. It's got a lot of gumption. <laughs> like, it's really growing. That's uh, gross. I should, I, well, it's because that's the analogy I'm making, all right? I really wish I had just slipped a quote in there, but I didn't. <laughs> but it's believable. All right. Um, but no, it just fucking, it, it, it was a gruesome, like Vince Vaughn, a wolf, a fucking Will Ferrell, Colin Farrell, Colin fucking Farrell got shot like 20 times. Yeah. And the message still doesn't get uploaded. Like that just, I, I support feminism mostly by having body issues, but like, just don't fucking go overboard with it. We're moving on. <laughs> Um. Although that really, uh, uh, oh god, no, fuck, ah, fucky bitch, true detective quote. <laughs> oh, what did you say? The fucking body ish, the feminism thing. <laughs> no, no, god that damn it! Was, that was an episode you watched too, motherfucker. Yeah, no, you're supposed to tell me at the end. Oh, the very end. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. I'll I'll remember for the remaining 13. Good God. Um, Oh, fucking whatever. That was kind of cool, though, that they shot that scene on the same set as uh, Return of the Jedi. Sure. Um, And by that, I mean the Redwood Forest. (laughs) I I, knew shit. If an Ewok had just ran out, it would have been like, oh, cool Ewoks are here. Yeah, I wouldn't bat an eye. Good. Um, All right. Has there have you been watching anything that you have liked? Uh, yeah. Well, you mentioned last week tonight. That's like my new favorite jam. It's I great. look forward. I fucking uh, and even like the Daily Show fucking to me stuck the landing, and that I was watching it pretty consistently on at the last like month. Just so, net. So you watched the finale? I didn't watch all the finale. I've seen most of it, like clips and uh, like little clips. I didn't record it, so I'm sure I can find the full version somewhere. But I've seen most of it. Yeah, um, the full version's on the on Comedy Central's website too, and yeah. it was great. It, it fucking nailed it. Really did. Yeah, it's yeah. He fucking the last month, month and a half, he had plenty of material and seemed reinvigorated. So I'm glad he went out with a bang. But last week tonight is. I just love the fucking format. It's, uh, we'll spend some five minutes on this, and then let's spend, like, the next 15 to 20 on, like, some fucking really intense investigative journalism-type fucking bomb-ass issue and be fucking hilarious and then close with a funny skit or something. Well, and you saw uh, John Oliver's bit on Daily Show, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was that was well done and good. Yeah, it was, I've, I've, 
I've spent the past several weeks like just going back and catching up on like every like, on like every single episode. Yeah, it's for like a, a show like that is fucking ridiculous for me to do. Right, I've watched like the Miss America one like ten times because it's fucking hysterical. Mm-hmm. And uh, just in back in uh, on Daily Show, just in watching uh, that episode, it's kind of crazy to kind of like as far as like all the correspondence go uh like the percentage like their batting average on like churning out like if not talent working talent straight up like mega stars yeah. is pretty fucking high they're killing it um and it was kind of cool that they got like almost everybody back like i had not thought about vance the generous in 13 years <laughs> that's still a woman right no no i know <laughs> but like they called him up asked him what to do and he didn't even bother to insult them by doing the old let me check my calendar hold the phone still and then yeah i'm free trick he just was like yes thank god yes he was like, hey, they're like, hey, Vance, are you able to come to the show? You're behind me, aren't you? Yeah, I've never left. <laughs> the city slickers, like, yeah. Uh, and they, like, they addressed the Wyatt's and Act thing, which was great. That was like, great. Like, I felt like no one in the studio got it, but I was laughing my ass off. Yeah, it was it was wonderful. That and last week tonight have been killing it. Um, like I said, we wanted to catch up on Ballers. We haven't been. Um, we just spent an hour and a half talking about the wonderful television program of Lucha Underground uh, on our other podcast. We did. So uh, if you are a fan of television, still watch that show. Um, I talk I talk about it on Picked Up. That it's just like, yeah, this is a, this is a good television show. I've been telling people that don't give a fuck about wrestling to watch this show because it's not the wrestling that you think wrestling is. Yeah. Um, I, I still watch on a I, – I kind of have them backlogged and then knock them out in one shot. But At Midnight is still a great platform for people to fucking come on TV and just fucking like give people time that might necessarily get time on other television programs and be fucking funny. Um, a great place to get introduced to stand-ups. Um, I loved me the shit out of some battle bots. I know I'm probably alone in that. But I watch BattleBots, and if uh, if you have a problem with that, remember I watched every episode of True Detective. I was allowed that one, okay? <laughs> um, and I'm just going to say this now because there's no way – if if I don't come up with a new play, the dead trees present from the stork are going to be what they call moot points. What the fuck does any of that mean? I got nothing for you. Here's something that uh, I, I want you to start watching because um, – I want I you to be on, be. like, the ground floor of it with me. And I just caught up, so ground floor. But it, it's going to be, like, the next sort of, like, Breaking Bad-type good show, gritty-type, crazy, what the fuck is going to happen. I can't predict what's going to happen next type show. Mr. Robot? Mr. Robot, like, hands down. That's in, like, USA, <laughs> they finally going to drag us in. <laughs> it's because it's not a Blue Sky show. It's not fucking... You know, title card with, you know, fucking big blue sky behind the characters. This is, it's a crazy fucking show. Yeah, I've heard nothing but amazing things about it. Yeah, and I went in kind of a little skeptical because it was still at the end of the day a, a, a show named Mr. Robot. Yeah. With Christian Slater, who, by the way, has been <laughs> fucking great on the show. Um, like all these shows, are like, because he's had, like, 
14 television programs over the past five years. Right. And they just keep getting canceled. But he's always, like, supposed to be really great in them. Yeah. He's like, look at me. I'm doing good work. <laughs> I'm, I'm not Minnie Nicholson anymore. And it's just a different fucking show, man. It really, really is. And the, the, the lead character, uh, played by uh, uh, Rami Malek, is just, like, again, I don't, I've never listened to or seen an interview with him. So I don't know if he's not far off from this anyway. But he's just, like plays it so uh, idiosyncratic, uh, the, uh, the idiosyncratic, I'm dummy. Idiosyncratically? Um, sure, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's not a word, but I know what you're doing. With right. so many idiosyncrasies. Yeah, uh, that and, and that aren't like completely out of the realm of, po- like, it's just believable, and it's so fucking good. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's got grand ideas, and it fucking delivers it delivers i'm definitely gonna try to catch up on that did you watch any humans at all because i totally forgot that started and wanted to watch and it's also supposed to be very good i forgot i also heard it was supposed to be good i also heard the second season of holt and catch fire was really good good for it not fool me once that's enough (laughs) i'm just gonna gonna mention that to you every time we have a conversation on a podcast that's that's one of the ones where i'm just like no fucking way i'm not (laughs) i i'm the same way is that's another one that i'm i'm I mean, I can't say that I'm glad I didn't watch this season because apparently I was missing something, but I just, it, I can't fucking give that much leeway to a show anymore. Not, not just like I fucking matter that much, but like for my own time, I can't yeah. just let a show get away with that. Exactly. Um, no, I mean, from stuff that's on right now, it was True Detective, BattleBots, of course, the other, other professional wrestling programs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also watched all the jinx on a sick day that I had. Yeah. Um, we talked about, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, you know, it's not going to be for everybody. I, you know, I, I, I'm kind of a true crime guy between like the SVUs and everything else. But the way I've described it to you was that if, if, you know, if you like cereal, you're going to like this because you get visuals, but it's essentially the same thing. It's just got a bigger, it's got a definite villain in it who is uh, the craziest human being alive. Um, so I would, I would still, I would still watch this because I, I, it's still entertaining. Completely different, uh, everything. Um, you've never watched uh, BoJack Horseman, have you? No, I haven't. I don't think you'd like it. But, I don't think I would either. But but give it a shot. I, I've wanted to do that, and also from everyone whose opinions that I appreciate, I also was going to try to start Rick and Morty. I was the same way. I was. I would see anything about it and just go like, "This doesn't look for me." And then I finally watched like the whole first season, and it was it was it, it was really good. In 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 the same way that like BoJack's really good, and that they actually you know have a continuity, and it's and they will tell like certain arcs, and like nothing, very much unlike True Detective, nothing doesn't happen for no reason, or right. everything happens for a reason. Um, and it's very detail oriented and it's cool that it is. Um, yeah, it's, and all the episodes are pretty short and it's pretty, you know, just, it's low stakes. Yeah. I've been, uh, uh, I've been trying to recollect, uh, I have been watching cartoons, um, as best as possible. Um, and that I've been trying to recollect all of the Batman animated series, comic books. And I've started to just watch random episodes online. Uh, just because it's like the greatest show ever. Do you, and, have, do you have Amazon Prime? 
I don't. We're gonna once everything settles down and I can and we can do it. I'm gonna get it so okay, I can watch all. They're all on Amazon Prime. Yeah, I need I need to I need to do that because I still have this fucking bootleg I bought for eBay for like eighty dollars. It doesn't work. <laughs> uh, which thankfully I got all my money back on. But um, yeah, I I'm quickly getting everything. I just ordered another like ten today for like thirty dollars. Um, thankfully most of them are cheap. Anything that's got Harley Quinn in it's kind of expensive, but I got the most expensive one already, so that's good. I had a Goodwill for a dollar. Um, um, uh, talk about comic books. I'm through volume two of Walking Dead. I know I have a lot more to go, but I am plowing my way through them. I, I should have fucking done it when you gave me the compendium, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, both of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, vo- so you're through. So volume. So strictly volume two. So you're first through the first like, like sixteen issues, right? But yeah. Okay, gotcha. I was. I thought you were talking about like like the second compendium. I'm like, oh, you're you're fucking right there. No, no, no. You got a ways to go. Yeah. The yeah. best the best thing to do, like the way that I knock those all out, because again, they're still comics, so it's quicker than fucking reading a book. But what I did was, anytime I travel, or anytime like when like go on the cruise, or anytime like I'm sick and like I'm stuck in bed, or like just don't feel good, just fucking plow through them. Yeah, I was reading when I was taking a shit, so. That works too. <laughs> yeah. Um, just real quick on another note, do you want to do when it, uh, the Emmys get closer an Emmy episode? Absolutely, I was going to bring that up cool. to you. Um, and and also, I, go ahead. Let's go, girls. Let's go, girls. That man, feel like a woman. No, fuck, 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 wrong part. So, what were you going to say? Nothing now. No, I was going to say, uh, like, we've mostly been talking, like, TV and stuff, but I, I also, like, on my little mini list, it was mostly all TV, um, but did we want to talk, like, Comic-Con and all and, like, any movie stuff? Uh, I was going to bring up movie stuff. Or okay, well, what were you going to come out? Because you still, on. have you still not seen Jurassic World? Still not seen Jurassic World. At this point, I'm just going to fucking wait. Yeah, 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 just wait. Don't, you already watched all of True Detective. Don't watch Jurassic World. <laughs> we just watched, uh, uh, Andrew and I, this past weekend, went and saw Mission Impossible, uh, and we're very disappointed. That got good reviews, though. A lot yeah, of it got really great. Like it. It got really good reviews. It's just, it's just boring. It was just huh. fucking boring. Huh. And I, I, the only other one I've ever seen was Ghost Protocol, the last one. Okay. And Ghost Protocol was directed by Brad Bird, who is just can make a film just exciting and has the perfect balance of action and comedy. And the story was fun to follow. And this one just wasn't. Didn't Brad Bird do Tomorrowland? Brad Bird before Tomorrowland was all those things I just said. Uh, I realized this when it was coming out um, that your you've never seen a Fast and Furious movie. Right. My fa- my, that is my Fast and Furious. It Mission is, Impossible. I've never seen a Mission Impossible movie. I never had an interest until the previews for the fourth one, and I saw Brad Bird, and at that point, why well, did still didn't see Tomorrowland? But Brad Bird to me is batting a thousand. So. You know, uh, so we saw that. Uh, I think we we both talked about how we saw Ant Man and Trainwreck. If I've uh, talked about unmarried movies as well, um, like both of those. But uh, did we talk about it on a podcast how we felt about? Uh, no, that's right. I forgot to. We talked about it individually. Yeah. On a not recorded medium, but uh, yeah, I Trainwreck was a Judd Apatow movie. <laughs> Trainwreck was a. Very funny romantic comedy that you've seen before. Yes, absolutely. 
It wasn't anything as groundbreaking or special as people were making it seem. No, but it was very, very funny. If you want to laugh a lot and really hard, go see mm-hmm. that movie. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and everyone, I still uh, am not an Amy Schumer fan. She just doesn't do it for me. But mm-hmm. like everyone else in that movie, I fucking loved. I thought she was good. I was, she was good I was in the happy. movie. She was good in the movie, but she it, like it didn't turn me around on her overall. No, I I would agree with you there. I just I was expecting her to not be very good like acting wise and relying on jokes. Oh. She actually did like a good performance. She's like an actual like actor. I didn't know like she yeah. went to school. She went to theater school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, she was good. And obviously, everyone's already talked about LeBron James and John Cena. Um, how about fucking Colin Quinn, huh? Colin Quinn, dude. Look out, best supporting actor. Probably not, Bro, but you no, know. No. But uh, I, I just love it for the uh, the acceptance speech when he tries to read all the executive names and he just butchers them like Weekend Update. <laughs> um, you know, mm-hmm. Bill Hader, I could watch. You know, he's on that list of people I could watch do anything. And yeah, it was good. Um, mm-hmm. Also very good was Ant-Man. Ant-Man was yeah. good. It was a good it's movie. Fair. It was very good, very entertaining. I would have loved to have seen the Edgar Wright version, but that one was just it just was fine for me as well. That was part of the the weird slash fun part of watching it for me was being able to like clearly pick out. Oh, that was an Adam McKay joke. That sequence was totally Edgar Wright. That yeah. was another Adam McKay joke. Oh, there's Paul Rudd being Paul Rudd. God damn it! I could watch you do that. Well, for eight hours on first day of camp, which is great. Um, and yeah, and then Michael Pena just fucking stealing any scene that he's in. Love him. He's the best. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you'd ever be able to, like, I'm afraid he's one of those guys that, like, wouldn't be able to carry a movie himself. He's a he's a Hispanic Stephen Tobolowski. Oh, I wouldn't go as far as Stephen Tobolowski. He's a little bit higher up than that. He's a higher up, but in terms of being dependable as a character actor that's always going to knock it out of the part no matter what you give him in a movie. He's gotten he's gotten significantly better roles than Steven Steven Tobolowski has ever gotten. Well, okay, hold on. Groundhog Day, Memento, Groundhog Day, <laughs> Memento. Uh, he was the dog catcher in Garfield, like. <laughs> um, moving on. Oh, by the way, just because you mentioned Michael Pena and uh, recently on Mary Movies, we watched Crash. See, story did. Paul Haggis said that even he wouldn't have voted Crash the Best Picture that year. No, I didn't, but that's great. I was like, oh, fuck. Me and Sam just spent like an hour defending this movie on a fucking podcast, and the director just said it's not that good. And he wrote the fucking thing. <laughs> Son the, of a bitch. Uh, t- uh, two things. One more thing on Ant Man. Uh, fucking. I thought Michael Douglas kind of showed up. Yeah. He's good michael douglas is great michael douglas i I was talking with robert on picked up like i like he could have totally just phoned it in and would have no one would have been surprised or mad at him because like eh, whatever of course he did have have any of those like elder actors in those marvel movies has have any of them really phoned it in though robert redford kinda but that's robert redford how exciting is robert redford (laughs) i mean have you seen all is lost No, I haven't. I have. And it was pretty good. Oh, really? Yeah. But you think of any, like, Jeff Bridges is fucking good. Kingsley's good. You know, like, all, all for the most part, they're all fucking uh, William Hurt. Yeah. They're all, they're all really good. So they all, they all, they, for the most none of them thumb their nose at it, basically. But also, like, most of those 
roles that you just mentioned did were kind of like larger than life type. All right, Villains. you, you could just chew up scenery, and that'll yeah. be your phoning it in. Whereas Michael Douglas is like it could have just been an exposition machine, and it wasn't. Yeah, true. Um, and then you mentioned Paul Haggis. This is a way out of date, but um, have you watched Going Clear? I did watch Going Clear. Thoughts? Uh, 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 AKA your opportunity to get more True Detective quotes in. <laughs> Hold on, <laughs> I forgot. Sorry. <laughs> All right, look. To me, I I would never do it. <laughs> It was, I love fucking Alex Gibney. Uh, he did Gonzo. He did Catching Hell. Uh, he did all like the Enron, like political movies I haven't seen. Um, so it was a great documentary, but also it was probably the closest look at something that everyone's just so fucking curious about that, like, I just want more. I, I like, you know, like, it immediately made me want to like rewatch The Master, which is something I never thought I'd want to do. <laughs> Like yeah. fucking like all like all of it like it's just and I wish there was more also in like the stuff that I already knew like I wanted more Travolta and fucking Tom Cruise right just because like you know Travolta looks half Anaconda half Great White and fucking Tom Cruise is just fucking on I the side of airplanes for real yeah. just for whatever. And then, like, I didn't, I never knew, like, fucking, like, how deep, like, like, they're, like, fucking, like, like, threatening people and, yeah. like, possibly, like, making people disappear and killing people. Oh, you sound pretty much like an SP right now to me. I, <laughs> it's like, and, like, I can just, like, see, like, the fucking, like, I, I wish they'd gotten, like, somebody that was still in it. Not that any of them ever would. Right. Just for, like, them fucking be like, well, a good beating provokes personal growth. It's like, you're fucking insane. Yeah, Scientology is a, is a uh, you know, uh, even from this standpoint of just like, I want more. It's a rabbit hole. It really is. I uh, like did a paper on it in college and uh, like I didn't realize that like when I chose it, that my professor like had also just done his own independent research on Scientology. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So I'm just like, he's like, oh, what's your what's your uh, thesis statement going to be for this paper? I'm just like, oh, I'm going to Scientology. He's like, oh, nice. Yeah, I used to I did all this stuff. And I'm just like, fuck, I'm screwed. <laughs> but honestly, then you start researching it. And you're like, no fucking way. And you just, you just can't help but learn more. And just by that proxy, I ended up like getting an A on it. Nice. Yeah. There, there would, there would be nothing that surprises me. Because also through like, like mediums like South Park and stuff. Like I knew, like I'm like, oh, I cannot wait to see the Zenu stuff. But at the, but at the same time, I'm just waiting for like something even more fucking ridiculous than Zenu. Right. Because the way the whole thing is structured, you have to keep having higher levels to get to. Yeah. To tell level, people like, what happened. It's like, a, like fucking Paul Haggis, like, you know, I, I was a little too close to sucking a robot's dick. It's like, wait, where did robots come from? <laughs> it's, um, yeah, I, I watched, actually, one night after watching True Detective, I was so just, I think it was like the third or fourth episode. I was like, fuck. I was waiting for last week tonight to fucking get posted. I was like, well, I got two more hours. Fuck it. <laughs> I'm yeah. just going to watch Going Clear. I'm already here. Yeah. It's a good call. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I watched a another movie recently, 
I don't know how much you've heard about it. You probably heard a lot about it. Uh, that completely lived up to the hype was uh, Ex Mahina. I've heard great things about it, but haven't watched it yet. Do yourself a favor. Like, I don't know if you have any. Well, yeah, yeah, PS4. So it should, yeah, I bought it out of the PlayStation store. I rented it mm-hmm. for like, you know, three days in HD. It was like six bucks. Yeah. Um, and it was fucking great. It was it 100% lived up to the hype. Um, and yeah, just don't have you watched like a trailer for it? I've seen like, yeah, like the trailer in theaters. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I hadn't even seen a trailer. I hadn't read a description. All I knew is that it was good and it had to do with robots and it was fucking dope as hell. Fucking. That was the first movie I've seen with Oscar Isaacs in it. And he's great. He's wonderful. He was, you, you didn't see drive. Oh, he was in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's the, uh, he's Carrie Millian's, uh, uh, husband. I didn't realize that. That guy. Yeah. Um, does it get a little too close to sucking a robot's dick in, in that movie? <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything for you, man. Oh, wait, fucking really? I don't want to spoil anything for you. I just have to say, that's the second time I've managed to seek that same true detective quote in for you. What? No! (laughs) I don't remember the context of that one. Till the end. I can't help it. If I say it twice, like, I have to. No, no, no. You don't have to say it again. You say it once, and then you just move on. I'm just trying to force feed it in that I said it twice. It's, it's... Whatever, it's great. It's so great. Um, and then, yeah, did you want to talk like Comic Con stuff? Even though it's like, wait, well, I just want to talk like upcoming movies and stuff. Sure, I mean, because sure. all like the fucking mass array of fucking trailers and shit that's come out from that. I mean, a behind the scenes look, a behind the scenes documentary of this Fantastic Four, I'm sure, would be exponentially more entertaining than this actual Fantastic Four was. I uh when Andrew and I were on the way to the fucking movie I'm like all right I'm just gonna pitch this because in high school we found like Mystery Science Theater we would go see fucking Spy Kids 2 and like fucking Triple X and fucking Swim Fan and just go and shit all over I'm like are you sure you want to go do that do that to Fantastic Four and we settled on because everything we saw made it just seem bad bad and not funny bad it's like no I love that the fucking, the button at the end of the trailer, like, the thing coming out of the fucking, like, plane and, like, landing and, like, flipping shit over, that's not in the movie. Apparently a lot of stuff from the trailer isn't in the movie. <laughs> but apparently Caden Mara's stupid-ass wig is. What did you guys end up going to see again? We, Mission Impossible. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's, uh, I, I watched the first, like, 15 minutes of it because it was for free online. But the Superman Lives documentary, um, I don't know if you heard about it, but there's this guy that had, like, a fucking Kickstarter to make, like, a full-fledged fucking documentary on the fucking Tim Burton Superman movie. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, that, like, and Kevin Smith's, like, of course, like, all up in the first 15 minutes because he's talking about him writing the script and everything. Uh, it looks fucking really good. Hmm. I want that for this Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. And somehow the 94 version is, like, totally off the hook. Everyone's like, ooh, I want to see this now. It looks campy. <laughs> Well, it was Roger Corman. Yeah, but everyone's like, it's not the worst Fantastic Four movie. This movie, that movie is so bad they didn't release it. That is true. Um, But yeah, I mean, you've heard all the behind the scenes stuff with like the director and. Oh, yeah, I knew about that for a while. I remember reading that months ago. Yeah. And that disappointed me because I fucking love Chronicle. Um, That's what everyone fucking keeps saying when it comes to Josh Trank. It's just like, Chronicle's great. But what about Chronicle? Cool. You can do fucking one thing awesome yeah 
what's you know like i don't know i don't know i just other people have been able to make the transition and like fucking if you're gonna be up your ass about something like then don't ever agree to take the job because he was supposed to do one of the the star wars movies too like one of the anthology movies yeah and he got kicked off of that for being like so fucking crazy yeah so i don't know whatever I, i've never seen chronicle but like based off of just the fucking writing directing team i kind of just don't give a fuck about the movie yeah it's well yeah it's it's good i mean like it's it was it definitely didn't hold up as much as i thought it was when we just watched it the other day yeah on the podcast um but i still really enjoyed it but it's not like anything like fucking groundbreaking if anything it started like we talked about this fucking found footage craze yeah that well didn't like do that what didn't like cloverfield do that yeah but like you figured it was a good solid like five years in between yeah now it's like every year there's at least two or three like every fucking horror movie or like like fucking suspense anything is fucking found footage so what uh what's upcoming that you want to talk about because lord knows this summer was basically just a wet fart yeah for the most part the summer that's what andrew and i were recapping was like fucking the summer was really disappointing yeah and we we kind of said that was going to be the case the two movies that I, i i had any interest in were good and we talked about them already yeah, yeah. Um, for me, the summer was Inside Out and everything else for the most part. Oh yeah, Inside Out was really good. So yeah, um, didn't Inside Out didn't strike me as much as I thought it was going to. Really, I didn't cry. I was disappointed. I didn't cry. I, I was really fucking close. I when I didn't cry, I should ask for my money back. Like I feel like that's <laughs> the Pixar rule. You can like do that. Here's a uh, here's the reason I almost cried, and you, if anybody, will appreciate this. Is uh. When Joy is like taken off and Bing Bong starts to disappear and he says the line, I didn't picture Bing Bong. I pictured Richard Kind saying it. And seeing Richard Kind's face so sad <laughs> saying that was what almost made me cry. Because I can just see him crying in my head and that's what the saddest images. It really is. And there was, uh, he, had a, he did an interview with EW because like afterwards, like he did like so many fucking interviews because they don't advertise Bing Bong at all. No. Which um, is cool. Yeah, which is great. And he said that he cried every single time he delivered the line. And that that almost made me cry reading that. <laughs> like, motherfucker. Um, but yeah, everybody else I was with cried. Sam cried. Oh, except Andrew. Sam cried. And both Sam's uh, sister and brother cried. Yeah. The kids didn't cry. The kids went, ha, mommy's crying. <laughs> Which I found very funny. Um, but yeah, that inside out to me was the, the best of the summer. But what I'm looking forward to... Um, and what I'm not looking forward to uh, was heavily featured at Comic Con in terms of all the trailers. What of everything you saw? What to you stuck out as your favorite? Fuck, I've already forgotten. You got well, we didn't see anything new for Star Wars, but neither of us are really big Star Wars. No, fans. there was that big behind the scenes feature at that that they did, which which to me was even cooler. In that, that was really cool, and the fact that like Simon Pegg is going to be in the movie and you're not even going to realize it. Yeah, that's, that's I love hearing that on Deleton Ball. Also, by the way, like, yeah. like yeah. Spencer, like trying to wreck Johnny, and like it's it so would be fine. It wouldn't matter at all. It would make no. It would hinge no meaning whatsoever. But that's, but that's how scared he is, and I appreciate it. Um, I I wish I could be that strong about Ghostbusters. I just can't. 
How much have you seen? I I pretty much seen everything. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. I'm not actively seeking it out, and I don't have to. No, because it's every. It's like as soon as there's a photo, like up oh, here's the car, up oh, here's the outfits. Yeah. I just can't wait for the fucking like. Who's gonna be the? Who's gonna sing the Ghostbusters song? Oh, uh, because it's me. It's gonna be fucking T Pain. He's gonna ruin it. Fuck you, fuck my motherfucking fucking joke, you fucker. Because <laughs> he has to take warming, everything I love and ruin it. I was warming up the fucking pipes for the Ghostbusters. <laughs> oh, you still got it in. Uh, true Detective quote. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> yeah, you missed episode five where T Pain had a uh, a big ass part. Ah. Uh, I- Gave up just too early. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, no, and, and that's the thing. Everything looks fucking great. They're fucking knocking it out of the park. The you costumes look great. No, you can shut, you shut your mouth. The costumes look great. The character designs look great. Kate McKinnon's hair. It's like the Egon from the real Ghostbusters. Oh, my God. That's great. The, 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 the Ghostbusters Ecto-1 is in 1984 Cadillac wagon. Uh, a wink and a nod to the year Ghostbusters came out and the fact that the original Ecto-1 was a caddy wagon. Um, all the, the, the proton packs and all the equipment looks fucking just fucking nails. And, oh, did you see the pictures of them going to the hospital in Boston? In yep. character? Yeah, oh, my did. God, it's fucking perfect. And all the casting. Oh. All the casting oh. is Dude, they're just crushing it. Every every time I saw a photo like of them in the hospital, I was like, "Is Rich? You're just gonna be in the middle?" Like, how did he get there? That's in Boston. Pretty much, it's uh, and yeah, you know, like all the other people that are in the movie, right? Yeah, you mean like the cameos? Well, even beyond like cameos or whatever, just like you know, they got like Chris Hemsworth and fucking um, uh, isn't like Michael K. Williams in it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember seeing like there's and, a bunch of fucking um, people. And the person that they got to play like who's supposed to be playing like the the villain role, um, is uh, Neil Casey, who like no one's seen. And so like when that news came out, everyone's like, "All right, well, they cast some guy as this villain." But like if you've ever seen him in anything or like listen to him on a podcast or or whatever, they but they. They knocked that out of the park. He's going to be yeah. great. Yeah, see, I've never heard of him or seen him before. So, but I'm excited because normally, like the new person in all those movies, at least to me, is like my favorite part because I discover them. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm more so like the more recent cameo news. Yeah, yeah, I love Wait. that he's the first one that's like, yeah, I'm in it. When he wouldn't give the other version a, the time of day. Oh, well, there's the other one. Well, of course, Aykroyd's fat ass is going to blurt his way into it, too. But... Well, right. But, I mean, Bill Murray. Yeah, okay. I just want to make sure. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't... no, I know. I, I don't know what his role is supposed to be in it because I, I didn't open the article. He it doesn't say it. He's probably just going to be some guy sitting on a bench going, that's stupid. Like, I'd be fine with that. He's going to have the Stanley cameo. He's Yeah, he's going to be the Stanley, Or either that or it's like him and Get Smart where he's like the guy in the tree for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Um, I... I... I hope Ernie Hudson is still waiting for a call and never gets it. Man, if he's not in that, that's going to make me really sad. Fuck that. I mean, you heard, like, you saw what he said. When I they didn't. announced it was going to be, yeah, when they announced it was going to be an all-female cast, he was just like, man, you can't do that. Oh, I didn't see that. Okay, yeah. never mind. Hudson, stay home. Fuck you. Enjoy your three-episode run on Grace and Frankie. No. Now you did see uh, they're still potentially working on a male Ghostbusters. I I 
did see that with Chris weird. Pine and Channing Tatum, which is seems because, weird to me because that'll fit into their fucking schedules. What wasn't it, Chris Pratt? That's why I said. Chris, oh, I said Chris Pine yeah, on that. Chris Pine. Yeah, Chris, no, Chris. Well, both of them. Yeah, both of them. Really, both their fucking schedules are insane, but yeah, especially impossible. Pratt. Yeah, that's not gonna fucking no. just like the fucking Twenty One Jump Street Men in Black thing. Like that'd be that wouldn't be great, but that's never gonna fucking happen. Um, scheduling wise, you, you never know. That one, that one seems more realistic to me than the the, the Ghostbusters one. That one to me seems like Tommy Lee Jones will say no. <laughs> Fuck it, get Josh Brolin again. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with that. If you can figure out a way to do it, fucking do it. Fuck it, it's time travel. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I, 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 I'm, I'm finished now. With I Ghost forgot Busters. about Ghostbusters, so I'm, I'm glad we. No, we it's fine. On it. I've, I've, I'm very literally, by definition of finished, I'm finished. <laughs> Thanks, Daniel Plainview. Um, so you had, so you had Batman vs Superman, you had Star Wars, you had Suicide Squad, you had Deadpool, you had X Men, uh, fucking Walking Dead trailer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, all, 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 all of it. Uh, Walking Dead, real quick. How you feel about that? I feel okay. Uh, I already could probably tell you, and I think I've already read it, that, like, the kind of the gist of the fucking trailer is... What? Put your pen down. Oh, sorry. It's like a, re- it's like a redirect. Like, it's not gonna be what it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping that it... Because they're really... And, and the poster is as well. They're really selling a lot of like this internal inside Alexandria, like conflict. Um, If it is, it's not going to be from who you think it is. Well, and I don't, and here's the thing. I don't want that one. I want father Gabriel to get shot in the head, like in the first episode. Uh, (laughs) Can I tell you something awful? Hmm. As of right now, he's still alive in the comics. Right. Well, that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything, but also I don't think he's been in the past, like, 30 issues, so I think even think, like, fucking Robert Kirkman's like, I don't want to write for this fucking character anymore. <laughs> also, um, Seth got arrested in, in the fucking, in the summer for, like, fucking a really bad DUI, like, trying to get away from the cops, so they probably will kill him off just to not fucking deal with him. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, But that said, also, like, yeah, I don't want the conflict to be within the community i want it to be an external force the wolves coming down on them if that happens i think think i'll be okay with this season i think what we're gonna get is kind of a backwards of the first half of this past season where it's going to be more so an internal conflict to start building back up to the wolves and the wolves will probably really not factor in until the very back half of season of the first half of season six if not the beginning of the second half. Yeah. Um, just again, knowing comic wise, we are really close to, to something pretty big. And then after that, we are really close to fucking the game changing son. Oh, uh, like it's probably by the end of this season, we will get, our next fucking we'll get like the next three seasons probably wow okay in in term in terms of what could happen and who starts and yeah do you have any interest in fear the walking dead i'm gonna give it a shot uh i like the two main actors in it very much Mm -hmm. uh cliff curtis is uh i remember seeing him in sunshine he's very good in that 
and the woman, I always forget her name, uh, she was the fucking, uh, the, the cop and Gone Girl. Okay. Uh, they're both really good. So, you know, I am hopeful. I'm, from what I've seen, early reviews have not been great. But it's also been more so like, uh, eh, we're still going to give it a try type thing. Right. I'm not expecting it to blow my dick off. Yeah. So, um, but of course, I'll definitely watch it. That starts Sunday, Same, right? Yeah. yeah. It starts Sunday. Um, all right. Movie wise. I want to go on record right now. Mm-hmm. And say that Suicide Squad is going to be a pile of shit. Interesting. Because I was just talking with Robert. I don't think we were <coughs> on the on the podcast talking about it. Uh, where he said that it seems like that is the movie that's garnered the most interest from people he knows that don't read comics or in a, like comic book anything. That they're most excited about. Oh wait, what did you say? Suicide Squad. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, I wouldn't be surprised either way, because the concept is cool enough, and there's, from what I understand, there's a lot of really cool stuff that they could do with it. Right. But with it being so high stakes and the people being involved in it. I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up getting bungled. High potential, but realistically, I could more or less see that happening. I just got a gut. It's a gut thing, and it's also just everything that I've seen. Like, it, Is it it's, also maybe a Will Smith thing? Because when's the last good thing Will Smith's done? Uh, Men uh, in 3? Yeah. And even that, like, it, it, yeah, and even then, you know, it's 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 okay. Like, right. it's, it's better than what it could have been. Right. Um, I just can't. The Joker that I just can't get over. I just can't. It's 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 I. It's something that I can't buy into. Yeah. From the get go, purple Lamborghini. Yeah. Fucking shitty fucking tattoos. Fucking Margot Robbie looks fucking baller. Right. It's Harley Quinn. Like, that looks fucking amazing. I don't know if this is true or not. I, I don't know. I mean, there. I, I feel like I've read this somewhere that, like, the Joker's going to have a very limited role in this movie. Like, like, I've heard that, too. Six minutes or something. I've heard that, too. But, like, why fucking put everything into it? Like, because and apparently now, like, there's going to be a whole new Batman trilogy with Ben Affleck doing all of it. Goddamn right, dog. Golden deal. <laughs> um... And like, but I can totally see that. But like, why put so much like importance on it? Because also, we also know in Suicide Squad that fucking Batman makes a brief appearance as well. Well, you do that because that's uh, teasing the Joker stuff has historically always gotten people excited. And people are going to get more excited over one way or the other over releasing Joker footage than releasing fucking Killer Croc footage, (laughs) even though it shouldn't be. You should want to see Killer Croc footage because it's a man gator crocodile. It's insane. Uh, I was, uh, I was watching uh, my personal favorite Batman animated series episode is Almost Got Him, which I feel like almost everybody knows that episode. But if you don't, 
It's essentially, have you watched that one? Nah, if I have, I haven't in a while. I don't really remember it. It is, it is fucking the best because it's just, it's fucking Two-Faced, Penguin, Poison Ivy, Joker, and Killer Croc. They're fucking like in an underground club playing poker. And they're just fucking shooting the shit for 25 minutes, essentially. Okay. And they each tell the story about how they almost got Batman. That's and it's, cool. it's fucking the coolest fucking episode. And Killer Croc is the fucking best man. It has like the funniest line in the fucking series. Like, what's your story? There's one time I hit him with a rock. <laughs> and they all just like look at him. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> like, it was a heavy rock. Fucking great. And I hope he's like equally as stupid and awful and fucking this. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I, I'm not fucking amped about that. I did a complete 180 on fucking Deadpool. Good. I mean, it seems just like that they're not overthinking it. Yeah, they're just like, and that's especially because you said what you said about Will Smith. You could say that forever about fucking Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds yeah. Uh, I hope if he's ever going to be himself, then it's fine as Deadpool. Yeah. But I still hope there's a just the most sliverish of restraint. In terms of, like, you know, not that the film means, like, a heart, because that's not the character of Deadpool, but I hope it has something else than just being, like, a fucking fanboy jerk-off fest. Well, that's what you got T.J. Miller for. <laughs> yeah, that's... Because the only thing they've shown him in the trailer is doing fucking line-a-rama lines. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and he's, like, the fucking... He's just saying over and over again what fucking Ryan Reynolds looked like. It's like, you look like a fucking pineapple got fucked by a California raisin or whatever. <laughs> I, I'm sure... It's more, the movie is going to be more than just that, but that's the shit that that crowd and pretty much everybody that knows anything about Deadpool has wanted to see for years. It's all they've wanted to see. Like, literally, they could have just released that trailer as a movie or and everyone would have been satiated. They're like, finally, they got it right. Yeah. Um, I'll say this. I, now mind you, Big caveat. I still haven't seen Man of Steel. Not um, missing much. Well, but from what I understand, everyone's big stick up the ass about Man of Steel was just like how much destruction there was. Which uh, is going to be head on addressed and right, done. Exactly. Which makes me very, very happy that they're. It makes me happy that everyone else has proved to be an asshole because that, that if all that wasn't for not, they weren't just doing it just to do it. Um, it, it is, it is a major plot point and it always has been like, that's always kind of been like the point in, you know, a lot of these storylines and I say, I mean, apparently there's early word out of, uh, screenings for, uh, Warner executives that they gave it a standing ovation, which <laughs> that's what Andrew and I talked about. I was like, of course they did. They're like, Oh my God, $300 million. Woo. Well, well, yeah, did it. But, like, also at the same time, like, what do they give a shit? Like, you know, like, oh, yeah, they're invested. Of course they would give it a standing ovation. But, like, they don't give everything a standing ovation. You never hear about them uh, executives being that moved to, like, fucking go nuts about it. So, I don't know. It's an interesting piece of news, I think. Yeah. Um, But also, like, I, 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 I really feel that it could stand to, like, yeah, be a decent movie if, one... They don't spend, I mean, we already know that they spent a little bit of time on a Batman origin or like, you know, at least just folks getting killed. So it's probably just going to be in all honesty. Just, I think that was a trailer point to remind people 
like Batman stuff. I It'll mean, probably they, they, be like a flashback or something. Right, 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 right. It's gonna be a flashback, but still, like, don't they better not, just don't spend too much time on the flashback. Right. Um, but two, uh, if that's the if that's ninety eight percent of the movie, because we already know the rest of these Justice League people are cast in the movie and they're gonna be in the movie, and I just don't want the movie to be scattershot with individual trailers for all these other Justice League movies that we're eventually going to get. Well, the only one that's definitely got like a, a decent part is Wonder Woman. Wonder I know Woman. we're going to see Aquaman. It's probably just going to be, if anything, like a stinger or a very brief cameo. Yeah, or like something towards the end where it's just like, we now have to, and there's like a voiceover and you see all these different things coming up. And yeah. I don't know. Like, I just don't, I just, it boils down to whether it's organic or it's forced. If it feels natural to what's happening in the story, then fine. But if yeah. it feels like, and here we go. Then I'm feeling I'm feeling better about it. Um, I, I'm a little, I have trepidation when it comes to Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. See, that was maybe one of my favorite parts is, is seeing him as this kind of modern day rich dick. It was that picture with him on his own basketball court court with Lex Corp and Neon in the back. Like that kind of sold me on what they're doing with Lex Luthor. I I'm intrigued. I just don't want it to be fucking comic book Mark Zuckerberg is what basically what I don't want it to be. Right. And if they cast anyone else but Jesse Eisenberg, you're probably not thinking that. No, I know, but also, you know, I like Jesse Eisenberg. But I don't want him to be Jesse Eisenberg. You know, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel better about that one than I did before. Yeah. Um, I, I feel I'm feeling better about that the more and more. So uh, so do I. Um, yeah. yeah. Fucking. I mean, fucking Affleck, bro. I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> You're getting divorced again. Get ready for some fun ass. Don't worry. He's going to he's going to make Batman go off a cliff because he's getting divorced again. God damn it. And he's going to start fucking gambling. There's already rumors he's sleeping with his 28-year-old babysitter. Whatever. As long as he doesn't make, like, paycheck two or something. <laughs> that somehow would be more offensive than Geely too. It's like, oh, wait, you actually fucking... Ugh. Yeah. Um, what are the other ones? Yeah, Star Wars. Uh, I've not seen a Spectre trailer. I know they exist. I just haven't watched them. Oh, yeah. Um, but I don't, you kind I'm of glossed over, and that's the other thing is I haven't really seen a lot of Bond films either. You kind of glossed over the Star Wars thing. I'm fucking amped for this Star Wars movie, man. It's, I'm not, I've never been a big Star Wars person. I'm of course gonna go fucking see it, I, and I have high hopes for it. See, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if this just kind of like slipped by in our our friendship over the years. But like, I, I mean, I'm obviously nowhere near the level of like some of the most diehards or like you know or, or Johnny, but. I fucking I ride on Star Wars, dude. I I never really knew that. So, yeah. I mean, of course I'm gonna go see it. I just you know I'm being a little bit hesitant just because been burned. Yeah, I've I, and I just and I just not really general in general just that over the moon about it. Um, it'll be fucking dope as fuck. I still say I think it'll be good. Uh, rest of the year, the Peanuts movie just looks adorable. The Peanuts movie. Yeah, there's going to be a Peanuts movie. No, no, no. It sounded like you said Peanuts movie. Oh, yeah, the Peanuts movie. Peanuts movie? It looks adorable. 
Uh, Hunger Games. I'll just be happy for it to be over. Um. Yeah, I haven't seen one of those movies since the second one. Yeah, the last one wasn't good. Yeah, I just, I'm pretty sure everybody's just looking forward to that to be over. Like, everyone involved, anyway. Dude, fucking Creed. I haven't seen the trailer for that yet. Oh. I gotta watch the trailer for that. Oh. I also love that uh, you're the first person I've said it to, and everyone's like, wait, 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 what? And I'm like, no, it's not a Scott Stapp movie. No, fuck that, dude. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Everyone was uh, fucking getting so excited about Southpaw and then fucking fell flat. It's like, good, good. Now Creed is going to get the fucking attention it deserves. Here's the most exciting thing. Stallone didn't write or direct it. <laughs> and granted, Rocky Balboa was great. I thoroughly enjoyed Rocky Balboa. Yeah, it was good. That was his swan song in terms of fucking being useful in either capacity. True. But miss like watch the trailer trust me you're gonna have the oh, same thing wait uh do you see the night before trailer no what's the, that uh seth rogan joseph gordon levitt anthony mackie christmas movie haven't seen the trailer i saw the poster i haven't seen the trailer looks uh looks good looks good i mean it's because it's, it's also uh, the same director as 50 50 right uh jonathan levine i think yes. it's either i think it's either him or i think it's rogan and goldberg let me look I, th- I think, think you're right. Levine. It is Levine. Yeah. Of Gordon Levitt, it makes me think. Yeah, it's Levine. Right. Goldberg and Levine wrote it. Um, yeah, it looks fucking really good. Uh, fucking what was the other thing I was gonna mention? Sisters. I'm in. I'm interested. I'm in. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. I'm totally in on those too. Yeah, and uh, Christmas Day, Alvin and Chipmunks and Road Chip. Let's do it. Road Chip. Uh. And David O. Russell is going to probably cost me $65 in the movie league if we do it with fucking joy. God, fuck him so hard. What an and this is And this, this is going to be the one. This is going to be the one that is fucking a fucking shit show. Uh, David O. Russell this year is uh, going to be to you as Paul Thomas Anderson was to me last year. Cost you 70-some bucks? But here's the thing. I, I don't know. Like Nothing's really got a buzz right now. No, it's true. This... Like it, it's eerily quiet in the middle of August. Yeah. So unless like Hateful Eight is just like fucking bonkers, and a lot of these other movies I haven't heard about, like can my EW fall preview just come out so I can kind of plan, please? <laughs> um. Yeah, that's what they're worried about. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's really all all I got in terms of movies. Uh, anything else I didn't mention? As I've, I've kind of been, since we didn't have the league, I kind of have been just taking a, a step back on on upcoming movie buzz. That isn't like the same. big ones. Yeah, same. Uh, good. I've already mentioned Good Dinosaurs. Well, I forgot we're getting a second Pixar movie, and that one's been kind of, it's been a little like rough in terms of it changed directors and entire voice cast, but uh, it looks it looks decent enough. Some oh that's what it was like Spencer and I were having a conversation the other day about like David O Russell and just how it's just like yeah no fuck him now now fuck him just completely but he didn't realize Spencer didn't realize like a lot a lot about Three Kings <laughs> and just how fucking dope that movie is. God damn. Yeah, if you ever had the time, if you ever just like I have a week to do nothing, go back and watch everything George Clooney ever did in the nineties, <laughs> like movie wise. Oh, that reminds me. Thank you for reminding me. I have to post Mirrored Movies after this. <laughs> yes, yes, you're welcome. Uh, give me a little preview on that. 
Uh, yeah, it was a long six hours. It probably didn't help your like ratings of the, the of those movies. The first one it did. I like the first one more than I ever did. Um, I think it's because also like if it's it's a cable movie, like if it's on TV, like I'll leave it on and there'll be like a twenty minutes I enjoy and then I turn it off. But watching the whole thing was good. Twelve is a fucking disaster. Can we talk about the universe bending? Uh, like worlds collapsing in on the, each other uh, uh, aspect of acknowledging that there's a Julia Roberts in this universe. I fuck, dude. Trust me, I go off. <laughs> because I didn't know about that twist before and, I saw it. And like, and, that's and like. The first a- time Matt Damon does it, I went, no, that's not going to be. And then he does it a second time. I'm like, motherfucker, that's what it's going to be. And the third time. It's like, no! <laughs> and then Bruce Willis is there! <laughs> and then Bruce Willis is there. <laughs> oh, oh so... Julia! And then the fucking stupid, like, Capoeira laser scene. Uh, oh, yeah. That it... said, anything that was even slightly redeemable in 12, I love that they brought it to 13. Yeah, 13, 13 was better. 13 to me, though, was just kind of like, it was almost boring to a certain extent. Well, Oh, dude, I love thirteen. Yeah, I want, eleven was still my favorite by by a by a wide margin. Eleven and thirteen well, are are fucking dope and still yeah. hold up. Yeah, thirteen was. I think it's because thirteen. I just had to fucking look at the fucking the mummified corpse of Ellen Barkin for a lot of it. I don't know what you're talking about, bro. Hey, man, that's your cup of tea. Go for it. <laughs> and the motor words of Greg Giraldo, it's like titty fucking a crocodile. What was it that they called the uh what was the name that they had for like the the the, the or uh oh, the thing um the gizma or what are they what are they call it Oh like the, the the like the AI like cheating thing Yeah no what was that I don't remember hold on oceans It's going to drive me nuts 2013 AI uh, It's something ridiculous The Greco is that what they called it? The Greco, yeah. Are we thinking about the same thing? Yeah. The you're talking about the thing that they have to turn off so they recognize like your face like facially if you're lying or not. No, 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 I'm using I'm talking about the thing that they give Matt Damon uh to seduce. Oh, the Brody. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, the Brody. The fucking the fake nose. <laughs> the schnoz. The Soderbergh. Yeah. Um Yeah, so that's the preview. Uh and yeah, thankfully the past two weeks uh, we've been busy because we're really not excited about watching Soylent Green because I'm an asshole that bought Soylent Green. It's really hard to feel bad for you. Like, ever. I know. I know. I know. I get what I give. What does that mean? Oh, true detective quote, huh? Nope. Nope. <laughs> God damn it. Nope. Oh, well, we're approaching the end, so let me just go ahead and wrap these up. Oh. Uh, you did miss two, by the way, that I didn't say. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I, this is the one I'm so pissed I wasn't able to fit in. I never lost a tooth. I never even had a fucking cavity. That was uh, that was Frank, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Most of these are. Now, this one is Frank's assistant, Nails, who right. somehow survives all this. Who, that guy was fucking terrible, too. I managed to slip this one in. He looks half anaconda, half great white. Oh, my God. It... it- Fucking hell, you were talking about John Travolta. Well, yeah, but 
Hey, man, you didn't say what, how I needed to say them. No, I know. That was brilliant. Great job. Thank you. Uh, my powers of influence are so meager in this sublunar world of ours, I try to limit the people I can disappoint, and I make sure to know the difference between my obligations and somebody else's. Wait, no one's ever that? said the word sublunar. Uh, oh, yeah, I got man to stick this one in too. Uh, sometimes a good beating provokes personal growth. <laughs> I used to want to be an astronaut, but astronauts don't even go to the moon anymore. <laughs> oh, damn it. Oh, we had such a good time. <laughs> Pain is inexhaustible, it's the people that get exhausted. Maybe it's just a little too close to sucking a robot's dick. Uh, again, I said I was going to read again. You ever bully or hurt anybody again? I'll come here and butt fuck your father with your mom's headless corpse on this goddamn lawn. I want that on my tombstone. <laughs> totally noted. Help me out with this, and I promise to do a fearless and searching moral inventory. <laughs> this one. Oh, God, this one. Uh, so in episode seven. Uh, Rachel McAdams talking to the girl that she rescues from like the whorehouse. And she's like, the girl wants to go back. The girl she's looking for the entire series. She goes, maybe, and this is just a thought. There's more to life than just fucking. And the girl's response is, everything is fucking. <laughs> God, I'm so fucking glad I uh, this stopped one, watching this show. This one on the surface is going to seem like nothing, but uh, you have to remember this is the last thing that said after the big ass like climatic orgy scene in episode six when Colin Farrell and Tyler Kitsch like sneak in this room and like steal all these uh, documents and fucking Rachel McAdams is freaking oh, out. Is that the scene where they're just like, look at look at these contracts, these look contracts. At signatures, signatures all over them. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's that's what you do with contracts. And last, but certainly... Oh, that was the quote? What? That yeah, was the quote. that's the quote. These contracts, signatures all over them. <laughs> the fucking quote. <laughs> no, no, you were wrong. I didn't need any context for that. Yeah, that's no. a dumbass quote no matter yeah. what. And last, but certainly least, and by least I mean most, it's like blue balls. In your heart. Can you believe that there were people actually defending that show? No, I, I see, like, fucking... What, what's the fucking stupid kid? If he listens to this, whatever. The fucking Skippy motherfucker in TSF. Matt well, Sandler, whatever. He's like, I really like this more than season one. It's like, you are the reason why! Literally, they, they, everyone on that post liked the show except for you and I. Not everybody. Well, Moochie was like, like kind of like asking he right, right, you know right. and then everybody but us was just saying like uh yeah there were parts of that were this good they're basically just defending it yeah i had i had other friends as well i had other friends that had separate posts like you know i kind of really liked it it's like the fuck's an enemy of people i should have just started straight up just defending people and i was really pissed that Fucking uh, everything is fucking. But um, I was really pissed that uh, the fucking Billy Madison quote was like a hundred characters too many on Twitter to make one tweet <laughs> for my Facebook post, just because that that sums it all the fuck up. Yeah, yeah it's uh, 
And we ended up fucking ending with True Detective. God damn it. Get us out of here. Thank you for listening to this marathon episode of The Blank Slate. We are officially caught up on each other's lives. Uh, and we hope we, you guys caught up a little bit, too. But now I'm going to try to do the plugs like True Detective quotes. Uh, of course, you can reach us online. Podswallow.com is the website. I, mean, I can't even fucking begin because people don't talk like that. Podcast is there along with the other podcasts in the Swoggle Network. That includes Podswoggle, the recently returned Picked Up, and Married with Movies. Uh, all the podcasts are available on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, especially this one. Leave us a review. Leave us five stars. We'll read it on the show. It's very much appreciated. Helps us out there as well. Follow us on social media. And send us an email at blankslatepodcast at gmail.com. Anything else? Uh, follow me, Rich Cammy, on Twitter, Rich Cammy4 on IG, and all my audiobooks are still for sale. And keep an eye out uh, later this month for um, a new show uh, brought to you uh, by us, what you know as the Pod Swoggle Network. Um, and and uh, an even bigger announcement uh, to run simultaneously with that. So just uh, keep an eye out. Big things popping. Little things dropping. I'm 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 thoroughly exhausted. <laughs> True Detective should die of gonorrhea and rot in hell. Oh, season two anyway. Yeah, no, no, yeah, season two. I just feel like I, I feel like I would go back and watch season one. It's just I'm gonna hate it now. Like I'm scared. Or you might like it more. That's also true. Every person that's like, man, I'm tired of McConaughey. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> this is what we got now. Also, those are the probably the dummies that haven't gone and seen like the other movies that led to McConaughey getting the shit that everyone else has seen him in, like Mud and Bernie. Like, those are fucking great movies. Lincoln Lawyers, he's supposed to be great in, too. Yeah, as well. This yeah, goes exactly. all the way back to fucking Tropic Thunder. I mean, that was really, like, if you want to mark the start of the reconnaissance, that's when it started was Tropic Thunder. And that only happened because Owen Wilson tried to kill himself. Which means that Owen Wilson will be in True Detective Season 3. Have you seen, oh, my God, I have to point that. Have you seen the No Escape trailer? I know we're running long, but I have to point this out. Uh, uh, no, but I also wanted to bring up The Gift as well, which is also apparently really good. It's supposed to be really good. I got it spoiled for me, but I kind of still want to see it, even though I got spoiled for me. Okay. Um, no, what's No Escape? It's like this fucking like serious like drama about Owen Wilson and like his family. Lake Bell is in it too. I like Lake Bell. Uh, it's uh, a fucking movie. I'm trying to pull up the actual like synopsis because it's hard to explain. Uh, it's a story of a businessman trapped with his family in a war zone in Southeast Asia. And, like, it's got, like, a fucking... Like, it looks serious, Pierce Brosnan in it. But the trailer, like, it's Owen Wilson in, like, a serious, like, action movie? And it's just, like, really weird. And there's a part in the fucking trailer where he throws his daughter off of a building to try to get her onto an adjacent building. Well, that sounds crazy. But Owen Wilson was in, what, Behind Enemy Lines? Yeah. I mean, he's done it before. He was also in Anaconda. So he's done it before. <laughs> what else is this John Eric Dowdle? What else has this guy done? Uh, he directed nothing I've heard of before. Well, Quarantine, Devil, and As Above, So Below. So 
what what I, I've heard of those, but none of them have really uh, supposed to have been great. I know Devil was based on a storybook by M. Night Shyamalan. The Visit looks like Shyamalan to the hilt, son. It's M. Night Shyamalan movie where these kids go to stay at their parents' house, or their grandparents' house, and the grandparents are like fucking haunted or evil. And it looks choice Shyamalan. Oh, Fuck, that reminds me of um, the, sh- uh, the movie that's supposed to be one of the other um, houses for Halloween Horror Nights, the Guillermo del Toro, Toro one. Uh, Crimson Peak? Yes. Looks good. That trailer looked fucking great. Yeah. Ooh, looked great. Looks really good. Also, fucking this Inlet Shyamalan Visit movie, Catherine Hahn's in it. Like, it's like what? a serious person. What? Yeah, it's... I mean, it's, she's really good. She's a really good dramatic actor uh, that you could, yeah. like, as is is seen on Transparent as well as the movie Afternoon Delight, but fucking, not that, no, Catherine Hahn, don't do that. There's there's one part where, like, in the trailer, the grandma goes, would you mind getting in the oven for me? And it's like, what? what? <laughs> this is so stupid. Shyamalan, he just refuses to go away. I love it. Why do, you, why, do you, why do you insist that we end on these very, very horrible, sad things? Dude, Shyamalan directing True Detective Season 3. Let's make it happen. Burn it all down! God damn it. For Rich. Yeah. This is Mullet. You can go ahead and delete this now. Catch a fucking Slater. This has been a Podswoggle Network production. Visit Podswoggle.com for more of that sweet, sweet entertainment.